Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning stance at your service. Well, uh, right across me, ravishing <laughs> Romaran. It, it's, it's weird without the table. Oh, to, and you know, it, divide us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no Rowdy Raf Kamas for this yeah, week. Yeah, uh, catching up on On the Wings of Love, I think. Okay. Nakiki tweets, hashtag OTWOL, and attach whatever the hell uh, you know, afterwards. <laughs> I, just, I just call it Otwal. Otwal, man. Otwal. You know what I discovered about On the Wings of Love? Oh, no, you no. can actually download that shit off the torrents. Oh, actually, there are so many ways to catch up on it right now. Like, I'm amazed that people, uh, some of my friends on Twitter are actually watching it on the weekends. Oh, then eh. I'm surprised is this, somebody is, this, is taking time out to upload no, this No, is this the first Filipino series that you can download the torrents? I think so. And, and, I, how, and how, fast do, 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 how, fast, how fast does each episode go up? I know somebody who actually downloaded five, a week's worth of episodes. Five episodes in just one go. Like, I think it's 30 minutes tops minus commercials. Yeah, if it's 30 minutes tops, they go to that's like 200, 300 MB. Mm. Right? Your standard fare. I don't know. How I met your mother. How I met your mother. Crazy. It's crazy. I, I, I really don't get it. <laughs> so, I wish wrestling was that accessible. It is. No, it is. What are you talking about? Like, if, if you mean uh, someone can always download it off torrents, that, that does happen. It does happen, but it's not as. I, I guess it's just not as accessible as. You know, fucking on the wings of love. <laughs> or do you want, like, what, James Reed to show up on Raw or something? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, this anyway, week, yeah. Uh, no, I hope everyone is safe from Lando. Yeah. I uh, hope everything was, every, every one of you listening right now is safe and dry. What, what happened? Did anything big happen over? Nidaman. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, we, I did lose electricity like oh, yeah, twice yeah, or yeah. thrice in one day. I couldn't even get through a game of NBA 2K16 without the electricity dying on me. That's how bad <laughs> it was. And I was so pissed off because Lando, mo PS4. Ko. Well, nothing bad happened into, to, to my village and just the wind scattering leaves all around. Thank so, God. Yeah. Uh, I, I think everyone is safe as far as we know up here in Manila. Um, our thoughts and prayers go to everyone who was affected over in the provinces. I, I know they got it real worse. Right, right. And it's not going to end real soon because uh, it'll be officially out of the area of responsibility of the country by the weekend. Uh, for those who are safe and comfortable and dry, Wow. Nice one. I, I like that. All right. Um, okay. Before we get to business, we got to remind you and to thank you, by the way, for clicking on the download button, for clicking on subscribe, because you have helped us reach where we are at right now. Oh, yeah. We, we are, are at. We are the number one. 32 ranked podcast in the sports and recreation not bad, section. Not bad. I wouldn't mind. I don't mind it at all. Man, we're uh, out of the top 100, though. Uh, you know, we know, again, as we've said in past weeks, we know how to gain the system. Yeah. And we know how to get back into the top 100. Just got to enlist your help, you listener, to help us get back on track. 
just keep listening to the show. Keep downloading. Keep telling your friends. Keep sharing on the internet. And tell the world of our love. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the roll this week with your, with your references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get to business, I just want to talk about it real quick. Uh, we, uh, before coming to the station, uh, I had some halal guys with my girlfriend, Cher. And two things. Two things. First of all, Bobby Eigenman was in line with us. Wow. But he's the least known of all Eigenmans. Yeah, that, that's he's, also he's like true. the jabroni Eigenman. So sorry, Bobby. I, I, I recognized you, <laughs> but nobody but else. Nobody did. else did. Or maybe some people did. But I don't know. He's like the saddest Eigenman ever. But do you think he actually likes it? Because there are yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's some public figures who don't want to get recognized oh, in public. At least you're not Max Eigenman. <laughs> Who's that again? Oh wait, the, 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 is that the girl? Yeah. yeah, that's the girl, right? Okay. Kapatid um, ni Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, wait. Which Eigenman would you be? I don't know. Who, wait, the the wait, ones I remember are Ryan and Gabby. Gabby kasi siya yung balbasarado and Ryan is bald. Who's Jeff? Jeff ah, Jeff. Jeff I, the G-O-F-F. Fat, yeah, 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 the fat Eigenman. That guy. Chubby No, wait. I think I'd be Sid Lucero. <laughs> wait, he's an Eigenman? Yes, he's an Eigenman. Jesus. I did not know that. He, that's why he... No, that's the thing though. He didn't want to be... Uh, well, you know, he didn't want to mooch off the Eigenman name. Uh-huh. So he took his dad's screen, uh, you know... He, won, he took one of his dad's characters yeah. from Batch 87. Right. Okay, okay. That so, makes sense now. So you're yeah, not yeah. a heel. You're not an eigenman, but you're Second Lucero. point. Yeah. Uh, so many people, man. On a Jeez. Tuesday. Yeah, on a Tuesday, not even dinner time. So it was a long line, I guess, but it wasn't, I guess, the longest line they've ever seen. Although, uh, despite that, they were still all hands on deck. So all in the front, all in the back, just like that, like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it took me, like, the better part of an hour to get to the main calendar. And I had, uh, I had, uh, grilled chicken wrap that tasted just like a McChicken. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know, but the gyros were on point, though. Really on point. I'm gonna have to wait another six months to oh, year before I step inside the yeah, But you're not missing anything big, I think. Uh, it's kind of like Team Hoan. I mean, when it people, first came out, people are still lining up for Team Hoan. What is up with that? I, I don't get it. Because what is the, up with it's the food no of your deal. people? There is no big deal when it comes to Team Hoan. Team Hoan is just a dim sum place. And I don't even like Chinese food, so I don't understand why people are lining up for Team Hoan. I guess they just want to feel like, oh, Hong Kong is so accessible. I, I, I can just go I, to I, Mega Mall. What's the backstory of Team Hoan? I don't know. Yung Tin Tai Fung, mas alam ko pa. I mean, Tin Tai Fung is like a high, most luxury brand, and it's right next to fucking Tim Ho Wan. Wait, wait, I need to ask my girlfriend because she has been begging me to go to Tim Ho Wan, but I hate the food of your people. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, like, I don't really hate it, hate it, but I, if I had a choice, I would go elsewhere. Yeah, you could go elsewhere and, you know, have a better time and waste less time falling but why, in line. why are people lining up for Tim Ho Wan? Because it's a Hong Kong brand. Really? Yeah. I, I ain't even heard of it until now. Yeah. Like, it's like the halal guys. Why are people lining up for the halal guys? I, I cannot believe that each one of you have heard of the halal guys before they came here. I don't know. You you uh, lined up for the halal guys? No, but you know, because I heard of it, and I like I like Middle Eastern food. Yeah, I don't like Middle Eastern food very much, which is why yeah. I, it'll take me a year, I guess, before somebody actually convinces me to line up. You know what I do? Uh, you know what I do by the hype for though? Cilantro. And <laughs> you hate the herb. I hate the herb. I'm cool with the restaurant though. It's a Lucha restaurant. Yeah. And, and they've hey. got good food. They've got great oh, yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the beef nachos are great. Yeah. So, no, no, but I understand that uh, yung, yung palang, yung nachos palang, naintindihan ako ba't pinipilahan to eh. 
And it's not so expensive. It's yeah, not like, exactly. It's not like, say, Tim Ho Wan, which is actually pretty expensive. And yeah. it's not even supposed to be one of those fine dining places. Like, yo, I mean, I don't know why y'all lining up so much for Tim Ho Wan and uh, the Halal guys, even though I love the Halal guys. You know, um every other restaurant in the fucking fashion hall. Wait, really? Not, not, no one was going to the other restaurants. Only because Bagong Bokas yung halal, guys. I'm pretty sure may pila rin dun in sa Tuan Tuan. The, 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 the Chinese noodle place next to Ipudo. I'm just glad no one is lining up outside around the block for Benny's Falafel. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. It's in, no, no, it's right across, it's right beside a venue. Alright, I'll, I'll take it's it. A, it's a more accessible Middle Eastern place than the halal guys. But anyway... All this talk about food is making me hungry again. Sorry, to go on. So let, let's talk about wrestling now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I want to talk about music because I, I just finished part one of this review I'm doing on WWE Originals. Now, if you don't remember this, it's a CD that came out some 12 years ago featuring songs sung by actual wrestlers. <laughs> I, I, I have a quick story about WWE Originals. No, the, the, I think the main selling point of WWE Originals at the time when it was released was that all of the songs are in line with the musical tastes of said wrestlers. Yo, uh, back when Bagong Labo was playing WWE Originals, it was, this was in early 2004. Yeah. It was just being hyped so much on the product, on, on the shows, that I was in the States. I went to the States for a family vacation. Yeah. And I went to a virgin, yung store, yung tindahan ng CDs. Right. You know what y'all know you know what a virgin is. Of course I do. <laughs> and they had WWE originals there, and that was the first time I saw it. Yeah. For sale. And I wanted to buy it. I had some pocket money on me. Yeah. And I wanted to buy it. But my parents said no. Wow. Because <laughs> it was twenty dollars. Uh, or yeah, twenty dollars. Yeah. Uh, CDs in the States back then were twenty dollars and uh, that's before tax, and some of that sometimes it was fifteen dollars, or it could have been fifteen. Anyway, I wanted to buy. My parents said no, and I, you know, being rejected, I threw a bit a bit of a fit <laughs> over it. You know, it was my money anyway, and I couldn't understand why they were saying no. Yeah, and then my dad was even telling my cousins, "Oh, they wanted to buy this CD, but you know, I can't even believe it. What is that? Like Andre the Giant singing?" <laughs> Because <laughs> he doesn't know that Andre the Giant was dead at that time. Great. By that time. And uh, fast forward to when I actually got to listen to the songs from WWE Originals. And I find out that, okay, yeah, that was not worth the $20. In retrospect, your yeah. dad did you a favor. Yeah, no, yeah. My parents did me a favor. That, yeah, I would have wasted so much of my money. But the first CD I ever purchased in the States was Songs About Jane, which is a far better investment than WWE Originals. Now you make me feel bad because the first ever CD I purchased in the States was John Cena's You Can't See Me. No, okay, papi. Okay, okay, Originals. At least, you know, Cena and the trademark and Bumpy Knuckles yeah. could have uh, had some talent to go around in each song. Yeah, the thing about WWE Originals is a lot of the songs are just bad. Yeah. They're just bad. Like, the best re- uh, the best song on the record is Basic Thugonomics. And that says a lot. And I, I say this in the, in the review because John Cena isn't the best performer alive. We know that. But the thing about Cena is, and, and, and the trademark is, they make do with what they have. Such that, for a while, you actually forget that John Cena is a white guy. <laughs> That's not fair to say. Uh, well, it's not fair to say, but it's true in terms of assessing. Because it's not every day you hear a record where two of the meanest, toughest dudes you, uh, you know in wrestling history sound so white. Who's, the other, who's the other one? I'm talking about Booker T and Devon oh, Buckley. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
they sound so white on their songs. And I, I just can't believe that. What did Booker T uh, Booker T sang a song called Can You Dig It? Where uh-huh. he's rapping. He has five really short verses. That's hook Sharen. And he just sounds so weird. Like he sounds, um, he talks about coming at your school and talking to the coming kids. Coming at your school? Yes. <laughs> and, and then he talks about throwing down in the, ne- in the next verse. And I'm like, how does this make sense? And then he raps about being a five-time champion. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Angle, I like Kurt Angle's song though, because like, it's it's campy and it's self-deprecating. <laughs> you know, it's self-deprecating. We're asking the Dudley Boys, parang talagang gusto nilang magangas eh. and uh, and instead of them uh, being angas, it comes across as them sounding like jabronis, hmm. right? Um, I guess the second best song on the record so far, because uh, I haven't had the time to listen to everything, is the Trish Stratus song, oh. which I love. I love. I mean, she's not the best singer around either, but uh, if you sound like Hilary Duff, you get plus points in my book. Really? Yeah. Is it a good thing in a good way or in a yes, bad way? Yes, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, she's auto-tuned in, see, see Trish, but it's the type of song that you can imagine her just swaying her hips in your apartment and just the two of you are there. What's the genre of her song? It's, it's uh, mellow down pop. Mellow down pop. Yeah. Okay. So, medyo may pagka R&B-ish, but because, you know, Trish is white, you can't really call it R&B. That's not fair. <laughs> Robin Thicke is an R&B artist. Yeah, Justin Timberlake's a white, yeah, exactly. uh, white R&B artist too, but I'm That's just saying. That's not fair to say. Um, Trish Stratus though, uh, she again, it goes back to making do with what you have because it amazes me that people like Cena and Trish have come up with the better songs despite people like Lita and Chris Jericho with legitimate musical careers mm. Coming out with crappy songs. Like I said, Chris Jericho. I think at that time, Chris Jericho was hasn't hadn't come into his own yet as a metal vocalist. Yeah, and hindi pa siya alongside Fozzy. Yeah, like he says so as well in his book. So it wasn't until like the mid two thousands after he left uh, WWE in 05 mm. when Fozzy really came into its own. Yeah, I was listening to like whenever uh, yung Bagunela record, right? He would play some of the songs on his podcast. Yeah, and they sound really good. Yeah, they do. They do. Much and better right now than they used to. But when you listen to Don't You Wish You Were Me back then, you can tell now, okay, this is Chris Jericho singing a song. Right. Like the wrestler Chris Jericho is singing me a song. Yeah. But now, when you listen to a Fozzie track, you don't... Well, not, it's probably also because Chris Jericho is semi-retired, but you also listen to it and don't think that, okay, this is Chris Jericho, the wrestler, trying so hard to be a metal vocalist. The way I see it, uh, you know how when you look at some of the stuff you did in the past, uh-huh. sometimes you cringed about uh-huh. Like if you're a writer, you look at some of your earlier works, you're like, ah, fuck, I was so young. Oh, no man. This is a type of song, Don't You Wish You Were Me. When Chris Jericho listens to it, I think he would actually cringe. No, I think you know what? I think he could take it again, sing it again, maybe do it better this time. Probably, was it? yeah. It's not a bad song. It's, it's not a bad song, yeah. Because the lyrics were actually a foreshadowing of his eventual gimmick uh-huh. when he became Anton Chigger. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if I pronounce it right, but uh, the, the lyrics are very, you know, it's very much his character from 2008. I don't know, I, I never got to see No Country for Old Men. <laughs> We're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a fun podcast. We're going to be talking about Raw, no, wait, 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 wait. everything no. that happened. Wait, wait. My favorite song of uh, WWE Originals oh, sorry. Yeah. is Crossing Borders, which MDJ hates. But I, I hate it. it too. Seriously? Yeah. He, because he... In that genre. Do you know how Chicano pathetic rap? Do you Why? know how pathetic Ray sounds? Why? Because he's what? He's he's a pipsqueak and he sounds like a pipsqueak? No, because at the very end he just shouts the random Mexican provinces you, out of nowhere. But people do that in rap records all the time. Guadalajara. Yeah, T I says bankhead every, every in every single song. 
I mean, he, he says Bankhead, ATL. Pitbull says 305 yeah. a lot because he's oh, from Miami. Exactly. No, oh. I, I get it, but I don't think May, uh, Ray is from all of those places. Like I'm pretty sure he is. Tijuana, Even then. It's so out of place, dude. No. Chaka. Why? It's, it's the same thing American rappers do all the time. No, I, I, I think Ray's, Ray's performance is so weak that I'm glad he let P.O.D. sing his song eventually. Because <laughs> his, his first song was, was great. I loved it. And then Booyaka, yung, the very first song. The no, one he didn't do Booyaka. that one. He didn't do that one. And I'm glad he didn't. Booyaka was done by P.O.D. I'm glad they did it. No, I think I think, Ray would have fucked I it think, up. I think the problem here is he sounds like a pipsqueak. And there, not in a way, and not like Little Wayne sounds. No. Well, Chris Jericho sounded like a pipsqueak. Then. No. No. He did. He didn't. As in Ray Mysterio literally, literally squeaked his raps. I'm not sure if Ray actually wrote the lyrics. Because if he did, I'd probably be a little bit more, uh, a little bit softer on him. Yeah. But the reason I go hard on him is because um, I, I don't like the fact that it's bilingual. And that huh, so you, you jump back and forth <laughs> between two languages. If you don't understand one, you're like, what the fuck is he saying? I thought it was badass. You know, bilingual. No. No, it's badass. Whenever, uh, have you ever listened to Kid Frost La Raza? No, I'm not. Ah, see. No, but I, I I would appreciate it if I understood both. What about languages. Pitbull? No, th- that's why I'm not a huge fan of Pitbull either. Like yeah. only his newer material is actually nice to me. The reason why I like the APL songs because I understand both oh, Tagalog and English. Oh, right. So I, I I get that. But crossing borders though, it's like there, there's something missing. It's not. The- now you know what though. Crossing borders is better put together than most of the songs in the album. Like, parang okay, yeah, it's not a strong song on its own, but. When you when you think about it, parang it it works better than some of the other stuff. Obviously, because it's a low bar to clear, but still, I gave it a four. I gave it a four out of ten. Cenas. Jesus Christ! And and the second song I liked is Rikishi's song. Uh, you yeah, about I, I have to. I have to uh, get to that pa. <laughs> You haven't heard it yet? No, you've heard it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard it, but I have to listen to it. I'm going to have to, you know, think about it. <laughs> it's a nice song. Uh, Part 2 is coming out next week. cheesy on, as fuck, but... <laughs> but it's Rikishi. Yeah. It's coming out next week on smartkenny.ph, so watch out for it. Um, as for the rest of this podcast, we're going to be talking about Raw. We're going to be giving our predictions for Hell in a Cell. Plus, we'll be talking to a PWR wrestler who will be making his official debut at PWR Live in November. That's right. PWR Live is going to be happening in November, and we'll be letting you know as soon as we get more information on where to get tickets, how to get tickets, and all of the other matches that will be happening. For sure, though, there will be at least one new guy making his debut. We'll talk to him in just a bit. Yo. In the meantime, uh, stick around because this is uh, episode 84 of the SGP podcast, and we'll give you our, our hot takes on Raw and some news around the wrestling world in just a bit. All right, we've got a special guest here inside the booth for the SGP podcast. We talked about him a bit earlier, and we mentioned that he might be making his debut very soon at the next PWR show, which is PWR Live. He's also a recent graduate of PWR Bootcamp, having been part of Batch 3. And, well, Ro over here has a little bit of, a little bit of something to say about his former classmate. Well, no, I was gonna, it was going to be part of the billing. I was going to bill this man as a young... Up and coming, rising PWR rising star. I mean, you've seen him. You've probably seen him at the shows, now, especially in the dark matches. Like right before the main shows, mm. he has made his presence felt. And I think y'all have loved him. Yeah. On on the two times he's been in the pre-show 
I think uh, you, the crowd, have given him a favorable response. And I'm not surprised to see why. But you know what? Let's hear from the guy himself. Please welcome to the SVP podcast, making his debut, Vintendo. Hello, everyone. Hey, Vin. <laughs> this is surreal. Mm, this is real. This is real. You are the first newest graduate to be on the show. Bueno, mano. Nakakahiya na, nakakatuwa na. I don't know. <laughs> hey, wait, yung batch two pala, no? Yeah. Yeah. So you see, ata yung first one. Yeah, from from your batch, yeah. since we've had a graduate graduate. Yeah. on the show. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Vintendo, welcome to the podcast. And you thank know, you for having me. People have been seeing you sa sa mga shows at uh, PWR Live in August and at Renaissance in September. So, tell us about making your debut at PWR Live in front of 600 people. Kumusta yung experience nayon? First of all, uh, yun nga, thank you for having me. Ayan, pangalawang beses ko na sinabi yun, so I can't, uh, I can't be thankful enough na inibitaan niyo ako rito. This is this probably the the second podcast I've been in. Yung first, medyo nakalimutan ko na. So, siguro, as a wrestler, this is my first. Yeah. So, right, this counts more. Diba? Of course. Anyway, thank you. Uh, Means a lot to us. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this counts more. This counts more. We've had wrestlers on this show. Anyway. Oh, I wasn't Nintendo before in the, in the oh, podcast tamay, I've tamay. been in. Before, okay, so, diba? ano, ano yung feeling na nag-debut ka in front of ganun kalaking ano, audience? Kasi, um, mga ibang wrestlers sa ibang bansa, uh, they don't debut to that kind of audience. Oh, so, nga, ano yung yeah. feeling nun? Oh, nga eh. Kasi, uh, yung, the first time na, yung unang show na napunta ko sa PWR was yung, yung second show nila. Uh-huh. Terminus yata yun. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was there as, ano, I, I think I was the largest member of the audience. Loudest Probably member. Probably Largest member of the audience. Well, largest yung presence, kumbaga. Kasi ako, feeling ko ako yung pinakamaingay doon nung, nung gabi na yun. Mm. And yun, Dun palang palang I felt na the roster have taken notice na. Okay. And then and then dun lang din after that night na naisip ko na I want to be part of this, you know. I want to be part of this gig, this business. Hindi ka ba yung uh, hindi ka ba yung mak isa dun sa mga nung unang show pa lang, or before even before pa magka show interesado ka ng sumali ng PWR. Kasi ano ko marami sa atin na before pa ng first show eh. Yeah, before the very first renaissance. Mm. Nag-indicate uh, ng interest. Weren't you one of those people? Uh, uh, to be honest, nung the first the first time the first time I've heard of PWR, I thought uh, I thought na hindi sila serious na parang mga ano lang sila, bunch of fanboys na ano. To, yun yun na yun yung speaking from the heart. Yun yung feeling ko noon na akala ko ano yung mga joke lang sila. Mm-hmm. Then when I first heard of Renaissance, na parang damn, dapat hindi ko pinalampas yung first show na yon. Yeah. So I made sure na tung terminus, <laughs> I went there and yun nga. I remember you being in the front row. Oh, but you were in the front row, and like you were one of the only people at the time who actually went up to me during the meet and greet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. So, um, at what point pumasok sa isip mo na this is a possibility? Pwede ako mag-training, and one day I could actually make my in-ring debut. As soon as pumasok si Mark Dimanalo dun sa match ni Cantotero versus Minas. <laughs> so that was the turning point for you. <laughs> I guess so, you know. Talaga? What, what about that moment when Mark Dimanalo made his debut, made you realize na that could be me? Kasi nung mga moment na yun, di ba nagahanap si... Kasi open challenge do yun, uh, something. Na nagahanap si Cantotero ng, ano niya, ng partner tag team partner uh, niya against Main Max. Yeah. I was thinking na wala, na wala siyang ano, partner na mapipili. So parang sa loob-loob ko, gusto ko mag-volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> so what stopped you? 
Ha? Eh, tinawag na si Mark Dima na ali. Wala na akong choice kung di manood so, na lang. So, <laughs> kung naganap pa siya ng maybe just a second more, ikaw na yung ano, partner na nun. Yeah, I think hindi naman nalalayo yung uh, yung weight differences namin ni Mark. <laughs> I think I'm just I'm just heavier than him for a few pounds. Okay. okay. So, Terminus happens, it comes and goes, and then by the time Vendetta rolls around, you're part of Batch 3 already. Oh, before Vendetta pa nagte-training na ako sa kanila. Right. So, any experience mo when you entered boot camp, you had these expectations, diba? Yeah. Uh, of entering boot camp and then once you're there, ano yung in line with what you expected and ano yung naging different from what you expected? First, ang uh, expectations ko una mahirap ang training. Uh. Syempre, for a guy na hindi hindi ganoon ka-athletic, hindi ganoon Hindi masyadong mahilig mag-gym, magpunta sa gym. Tatanda ko pa yung first day mo. <laughs> <laughs> yung first day ko is actually yung second day ng buong batch kasi mm. wala ako ng oh, first day. Wala ka first day so, yun, mahirap yung training. Tapos, I felt ng mga panahon na yun, hindi ko makakasundo yung mga batchmates ko, pati yung ibang mga nasa roster na. Tapos, yun, pero eventually, as time passed by, na may mga nakasundo, may mga nakasundo ako, nakakap, nakakabiruan ko na, Yung tipong, hindi yung tipo na pambubuli sa akin ng bata ako, pero <laughs> yun. Okay, buti na lang na na-mention mo yung pagbubuli. Sino ba si Vintendo at bakit mo ba gustong maging wrestler? Uh, si Vintendo kasi, nung bata siya, binubuli siya ng mga kapitbahay mm. niya, ng mga kaidaran niya noon. Mm. So, dahil wala siya masyadong kaibigan noon, na-focus yung attention niya sa paglalaro ng video games. Mm. Yun yung pinaka naging ano niya, sanctuary niya. Mm. So, maging, naging mga idol niya yung mga characters from the video games, yung mga Street Fighter, yung wrestling dati, yung Warzone pa yon sa PlayStation. Oh, hey, hey, Warzone. Diba? That's Atag- old school, ah. Natago pa na nanay kay oh. Warzone. <laughs> so, ano yung mga favorite video games mo growing up? Kasi, you know, um, in, in a sense, the video gaming aspect, totoo yun sa'yo, eh. Oo. Diba? So, ano yung mga favorite video games mo growing up? Ang gen- favorite genre ko kasi yung mga crossover. So, for example, X-Men versus Street Fighter, yung mga ganun. Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, from it started from X-Men versus Street Fighter actually. Tapos parang every time na makakita ko nang may something na may cross or versus do sa title, parang this is this is something I need to ano to look, take a look at. Yeah, Tapos okay. pag nagustuhan ko yun na part na siya nung ano ko library ko. And which characters did you gravitate towards? Like uh, in X-Men or in Street Fighter? Sino yung, yung frequently played characters? Wala ang ko. Zangief. Mm, uh, medyo later na siya eh. Pero nung una si Wolverine tsaka si Goki or everyone knows him as Akuma. Akuma. Mm, Alright. What about those characters? Made you uh, gravitate towards them? Uh, I don't know. Siguro also, yung awesomeness nung ano, fighting stance, yung mga moves and stuff. Particularly si Goki, yung raging demon niya. So parang, shit. So th- that, that's something that uh, you really find um, awe-inspiring, no? Oh, awe-inspiring na parang, di ba... Nakaka, you, you feel power every time they you see you see them do the moves, di ba? Particularly, yun, yun nga, minention niya si Zangief. So, mm. parang, siya yung ano eh, doon sa buong roster, sa roster nung game na yun, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, siya yung character doon na may pinakamahirap na gawing moves kasi 360 degree yung motion ng control na gagawin mo doon. Unlike yung iba na quarter, quarter circle lang. So, kapag nagawa mo yung yung spinning pile driver niya parang merong <laughs> merong sense of success yeah kasi it's it's something na it's just difficult to pull off oh now um video game uh, video game geeks in general gamers mm. na, um 
you know, there are some parts of, of society that really find it cool. Because, mm-hmm. you know, gamers are free to express themselves. And they're mostly, you're, you're, you guys are mostly unabashed. Then again, they're also like the jocks of society who, who, are, who are like, ah, oh, gamer ka pala, why don't you get a life? So how does that affect Sorry, you? <laughs> or how, how do you react towards people like that? Because you're one of, uh, you're as hardcore as they come. Pag sinasabi nila sa akin, get a life, sabi ko, I already have enough, may 30 lives ako. <laughs> <laughs> And and uh, you know we see this at PWR shows uh, at least uh, during your two matches. You build us having come from World One Dash One. Oh, me na kapansin. Yeah, so yeah, nung huli, one dash two na do. Oh, oh. Tell us about that. Uh, nung una, inisip, inisip ko pa kung saan ko ibibil yung, sa, yung sarili ko, eh, kung ano yung build location ko. Eh. I was first thinking na parang parts unknown din or something like that or the lost levels from yung Super Mario na ano na na side na spin-off game. Yeah. So parang naisip ko. It came from there na yung Super Mario ang first station is World 1-1. Right, right. So parang inisip ko for my first match, parang why not World 1-1 din yung ano ko. So no first match ko nanalo ako, nag-move on to, nag-move on ako sa World 1-2. <laughs> and since do sa dun sa match na yon, natalo, na, natalo ako. Doon ka pa rin. So uulit ako dun. <laughs> okay, so that's a spoiler na for <laughs> when na. you make your next uh, She's very smart. Pero yeah. ang sabi nila kasi hindi raw, hindi raw counted yun kapag nandun, kapag nag-start na ako dun sa ano. Kapag when I have my match as part of the main roster na kasi yun ano pa yun eh, parang pre-show pa yun. So hindi pa raw nila ika-count yun. Alright. So I guess I have ano, I have I have enough time to think kung i-rating ko yung World 1-1 series na yun or I'll find another. I'll bring place this up to, to the board. I'll bring this up to them. You know, we can probably talk about this, and uh, maybe we can compromise. Sige, sige. Make something work out. Now, uh, of course, um, we know that um, aside from video games, that's not the only thing you geek about. Like, I've actually seen you at events even before PWR. Because when I first saw you at Terminus last year, I was like, I know this guy. I know this guy from somewhere. And then when I was looking through some of my old photos, I found uh, that, that's when I realized now you and I had met. In 2012, at the WWFX meet and greet in Chinoma. Yep. I and, remember you were the host of that show. Yeah, right and, and you were the dude with the red headband, the yeah. red bandana. You know, signature ko nun. Medyo, medyo nalalagasan na ako ng book lately, so <laughs> <laughs> binitawang ko na. Dahil ba dun? Sorry, headband? Kasi yun na yung Kasi na, nahatak yung uh. anit ko pataas and something like that. And you know, you, um, you're you're a fixer at these events, right? like wrestling meet and greets, uh, conventions, like uh, Comic Con. You were at Comic Con as well. Um, mm-hmm. So how how uh, how far does your geekery go, or your geekdom? As far as my budget allows, I guess. <laughs> uh, lately, medyo nagano nagigpit ako ng sintron. I'm living alone kasi ngayon, mm-hmm. so ngayon so many bills to pay and stuff. Yeah. But um, you know this this uh, this obsession, I guess, with geek culture has given you a, a, um, a sizable network. I guess. I mean, this is one of the reasons why you've known Ken Warren even before he also became the PHX champion that he is. Yeah, I know Ken Warren. So how many years ago? Actually, in 2009, pa. Oh, so you go way back. Yeah, way uh, back. Wait, why, why? Why? Where did you meet? Where did you meet Ken Warren? Uh, You know Jack TV, di ba? Mm, Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, kasi nung, nung pa na yun, Jack TV was still hosting WWE shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SmackDown, doon pa na pinapanood. And then they hosted an event nung to, July 2009. It was Jack TV Animation Festival. Mm-hmm. So it was a parang mini convention na something like ToyCon and that, something like that. Na parang, so meron silang mga boots, uh, mga ganyan, graffiti stuff. Meron silang contest doon na, na cosplay contest. Dalawang categories yun. Uh, 
about yung dalawang categories na yun, yung yung isa yung sa LXB yata yung anong tawag niya basta yung animation block nila ng mga Teen Titans ganyan Justice League tapos yung isang isang category naman WWE right okay so ako nung mga panahon eh, inisip ko sigurado maraming sasali dun sa ano superhero block so inisip ko doon na lang ako sa ano sa WWE sigurado or at least kahit papano konti yung sasali dun dahil hindi mas i feel yun yung i feel sa opinion ko nun, opinion ko nun na hindi masyadong maraming sasali dun and i was right How many of you actually joined that contest? There were 10 all ten of us all in all hmm. combined yung sa ano sa sa heroes and then sa WWE. And sa WWE ilan kayo? Tatlo. <laughs> Great. Na. So yung yun yun. So yun. So who are you dressed as? First, uh Siken muna. Okay. He dressed as ano, <laughs> He dressed as the Shaman of Sexy John Morrison. Uh. Then we have another friend na hanggang ngayon friend pa rin namin si Sean Melendres. Mm. He dressed up as Carlito. Okay. Complete with the apple ah. Ripe <laughs> apple 'yon. Wow. And I dressed as the Undertaker. So among the three of you, who won and who was the jabroni? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's public knowledge by now. Pinaka jabroni I guess doon si Carlito. <laughs> <laughs> Way to throw the guy under the bus because he's not here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I remember we had I uh, know we pla- we the three of us planned the skit for that eh. Oh really? Oo. Oh, oh. Unlike yung kasi pag cosplay ano yan may anong parang posing striking up posing. So may rampa. Diba? May rampa. Yeah. Sa amin ang ginawa namin, pinlano namin tatlo yon. Mini ano mini wrestling skit on stage. Wow, okay. So what okay, take us through it. What happened? <laughs> so unang puma hindi ko naalala kung sino yung unang pumasok sa kanila eh. Si ano ba si Jomo ba o si Carlito. Basta ako yung pangatlong pumasok noon. Tapos parang nag-ano sila nag-aangasan sila nung, nung wala pa ako sa ano wala pa ako sa stage and then when i entered yun as the undertaker and dami naghiyawan tapos eh, knowing yung alignment ng dalawang characters na yun di ba they're both heels so mm. parang they ganged up on the undertaker then boom <laughs> tapos hindi so come back oh oh bit, I, I i think uh Carlitos smashed an apple on his head on my head yeah tapos edi eh, down down he's down for the count tapos nag ano boo yung mga dalawa yung audience sa dalawa then undertaker sat up and then boom come back and then i remember the the the, the last part of that was me chokes lamin carlito wow so he he took an actual bump yeah he did And and the organizers were okay with the three of you basically wrestling on stage. They were the first ones marking out actually. Wow. Did they give you like a special prize for that shit? Yeah, I won. Uh, wait lang. Did they did they actually set up the lights for you? Because the Undertaker has to come out of <laughs> darkness. So did they did they at least give you the lights lights out thing? A daylight yun eh. Oh shit. Okay. Kung gabi yun siguro, it would have worked. So where did you come out from? From like the back or yeah, from backstage lang. From from backstage. Did you have like music when you you know when the characters came? That's up? the thing. Oh, oh meron. Ah, so you have so no pumasok si Jomo, may team song siya si Carlito and then Undertaker. Boom. So, and, and the organizers were just okay with it. They were just yeah, 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 go ahead, do whatever. Oh, wow! I did not expect that from Jack TV. Yun, 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 I guess yun yung pinaka memorable na experience ko nung bat ng mga panon yun. And six years later, here you are. Um, you're electrifying the crowd before the main show even begins. Uh, people actually love your moveset because a lot of it is inspired by some of the video games that we grew up playing or watching. So um, tell us about your signature moves because I want uh, uh, particularly the E-Honda strikes because <laughs> that's, that's something that I really remember. Uh, I guess yung E-Honda, the E-Honda slaps, it was, it was a spur of the moment ano lang, choice lang actually. Mm. 
na parang kasi given my body type, 'di ba? Parang ang unang i-associate nilang move sa akin is yung uh, moves for ano, for mm-hmm. heavy wrestlers mm-hmm. and something like that. Eh si Honda kasi for his size, he's he was he's agile eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Given na ano yung mga but ano yung tawag din yung dosko yung yung lunging headbutt ganyan yeah. tapos yung 100 hand slaps. Naisip ko yun yung sa mga moves na yun, sa mga moves niya, yun lang yun yung masasabi kong pinaka possible gawin. Right. So yun inadapt ko yun sa ano and I thought bagay ano pwedeng pwedeng special move to. And you also do the sonic boom from Guile. <laughs> right? That's the only thing he does. Yes, sort of. No, ano lang, no second show ko lang ginawa yon. It was just a, ano, parang test run lang. I, I'm not sure kung magagawa ko pa siya next time. Against, you know, against a different opponent. Yeah. But what, what, what is Nintendo's finisher? Like, uh, something that, if I, if I were a Nintendo fan, a hardcore fan, and I saw this move, I know that shit's about to go down. Mm. Uh, sigo, I, I call, ano eh, the peep, most wrestling fans call it the choke slam. Yeah. I call it the high score. High score, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Any eh, reason why you chose the choke slam? Eh, cause uh, the choke slam. Cause I'm I'm a fan of the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Kane. I'm a fan of the, the Big Show. The, basically, those guys who do that, who, who do the choke slam. Parang mm-hmm. they make it. They make the move seem like a very powerful move. Na parang one hand. It is lang, actually. Bagay na bagay sa mga big guys. And I think my, of myself as a big guy, then I'm sa wrestling. So yeah. Kwento mo naman yung Hadouken. So I'm sure you can. <laughs> Mabibiling up yung Hadouken. Well, kasi part pa rin siya ng gamer lifestyle ko. Now. So I grew up ano, playing Street Fighter nga. Yung mga crossover games na X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom. Kasi eh, yung Hadouken and Shoryuken was... They are both part of ano eh. Reuse, di ba? Mm. Si Ryu, yung, yung special move niya. Yung Hadouken, actually, nung una, ini, hindi ko siya naisip na, ano, na pwede siya sa wrestling until I saw Kenny Omega. Right. So yun, <laughs> siya yung inspiration ko for the Hadouken. As for the Shoryuken naman, I guess yung ano, si Cesaro. <laughs> yung European uppercut niya. So, yeah. di ba? Hindi mo ba, um, di ka ba worried na pag nakita ng mga tao yung moves na, yung mga video game moves na ginagawa mo, mm. na baka isipin na na, oh, hindi naman seryoso to eh. Like, yung mga, ginagaya lang na yung video games eh. Kasi, to be honest, yung ginagawa ni Kenny Omega yung Hadouken, ginagawa niya kasi medyo joke time yun. Mm. So, anong, anong masasabi mo doon at anong ginagawa mo doon to, I guess, address those possible concerns or criticisms na yeah you can't be taken seriously as a as a threat as a challenger ah ganun ba well as, 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 <laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned naman when I do those moves especially yung Hadouken tsaka Shoryuken mm. I think I'm think I thinking I'm thinking na ano siya damaging enough mas na ano siya punishing yung moves na yun part- particularly yung Hadouken if you saw yung if you saw yung ano yung pre-show match ko la, yung last pre-match pre-show match against ko the machine ano, yeah right you saw how he no you that's it okay kaya na ang sasabi ni Nintendo is kaya naman yeah like uh, basta pagsagamuha kaya naman <laughs> i guess so now what can all of the PWR fans the Revo Nation expect from Nintendo moving forward because you're you're one of the guys who's going to be making his debut very very soon so what can the Revo Nation expect out of Nintendo uh, first, I'm lo- very much looking forward to my debut as part of the main roster. Yeah. And secondly, uh, you haven't seen anything yet. Right, right. All right. Uh, Vintendo, are you on social media right now? Uh, so, ngayon meron akong 
Hindi naman literally niluluto na ano na Facebook page. Ready na siya, pero I I'm uh, I'll be publishing it as soon as ano mag-debut na ako sa ano sa live. Bago right. ka namin pakawalan. Okay. Ulitin lang sinabi mo yung salitang duto. <laughs> may oh. kwento tayo diyan. Oh gosh. Ano may kwento tayo diyan? <laughs> Alam ko may pinitikim ka sa isang dumadalaw na wrestler. Okay. Yeah, so tell us about the story. So, I know some people, I think, are on TV to eh, di ba? Na TV to. Na TV nga ba to? Na TV to eh. Di ba na TV to? Sabi mo sa akin. Oo, sige na nga. Dinamin ko na. Okay, tell us the story. Kwento natin yung kwento mo. Yung niluto mo. Okay, 2011 yata to. I'm not really sure. Maybe 2012. Hindi na ganun ka, ano yung memory ko. Probably because of the ones. I don't know. Anyway, ah... It was Rey Mysterio. Uh, Yun. <laughs> buya ka. <laughs> buya, buya. Anyway, uh, I think it was in July of that year. 2012 yata yun, I guess. Tapos, uh, he went to the Philippines. He was still part of the WWE roster noon. So, parang sidelined siya with an injury or something like that. Then, he went to the Philippines for a meet and greet sessions. For meet and greet session. Dalawang beses yun eh. Or was it three? I don't know. Uh, tapos... There's this one, ano, there's this one meet and greet event hosted by Active. Yeah. Mm. So, ano yun, it was uh-huh. CB5 pa pala mahawak na. Uh, it was held at ano, it was held at Farmers Plaza. So Friday yun, so ano yun, so work day. Right. So I remember asking my boss to ano, to to allow me mag under time. Mm. Pinayagan niya naman kasi medyo lenient pa kami sa office noon. Yeah. So uh, nagpunta ako doon. Actually the night before nagprep nagprint na ako ng ano ng ng paper ng Remister mask made of paper. Okay. So printed siya. Uh, custom uh, custom That's rubber band lang uh, rubber band. Actually hindi, hindi rubber band 'yon. Ano rin eh, parang carton carton lang din 'yon na ano, ah, okay. strap na naka-staple lang. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Ganun ako ako repot, I guess. <laughs> Tapos ayun, uh, pagdating nung ano, pagdating ko dun sa Farmers Plaza, yung mga upuan doon hindi pagaanong puno. supposedly for the ano for the VIPs saka sa winners ng mga contest na hinold nila noon na hindi ko napanalunan ni isa. Parang na medyo jobroni sa Farmers Plaza. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Mysterio. I know. Sa I know. Far- <laughs> di mo na sa gateway doon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Active. <laughs> anyway, ayun. So pagdating na pagdating ko doon, so wala pa nga mga tao. There was there were these two DJs na na parang gusto nilang mapuno na yung ano, mapuno na yung inside yung So they were they they held a contest na parang trivia questions ganyan na parang sino yung mga nakalaban ni Ray. So I don't I don't remember what the what ano eh ko ano yung question na natanong sa akin but the bottom line is nasagot ko yun tapos pinapasok nila ako dun sa loob. So that was your way in. Oo. Tapos eventually napuno yung seats then it was time to call Ray. Yeah. So ngayon ito. Tinawag na si Ray so he he comes out to his team so buya ka 619 so ang dami nag cheer ganyan. So Unang tanong ng host sa kanya, so parang, how was your stay in the Philippines? Ganyan, yung the usual, ano. Yeah, usual bullshit questions. Usual bullshit questions, like you said. And then, ito yung, ano, the next question. Uh, the next question, di nyo na maitatanong. Parang, ito yung tanong. Ano yung, uh, what are, what Filipino foods have you, have you tasted so far and what's your favorite? I just really hate it when, when people ask us <laughs> diba? this question. Diba? So parang si Ray naman, nung tinanong sa kanya yun, parang he doesn't have any idea what to answer. Yeah. So ngayon, these other, the other hosts suggested, how about adobo? Okay. So Ray asked, what's adobo? Right. So hindi alam ni Ray kung ano yung adobo. Okay. 
Tapos itong dalawang host, put, nag, ano, tin, hiningi yung tulong ng audience. So, sino sa inyo makaka, makakapagpaliwanag kay Rey Mysterio kung anong adobo? Jesus Christ. <laughs> diba? Napaka-stupid. Oh, Is this Jesus. where you came in? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Why, why can we ask something wrestling? Adobo. <laughs> so, so that's where I came in. Then I explained in broken English what adobo what, what adobo uh, uh, is. Uh. Pinalakpakan nila ako. Then, then instant photo up with Ray Ray. Uh-huh. So, bukod pa yun sa meet and greet uh-huh. sa meet and greet namin nung that day. So, ayun. Yun yung first moment to shine ko nun. Yeah. Then, yung meet and greet na, nung it was my turn na, tinanong ko si Ray. So, so Ray, <laughs> when are you, when are you thinking of uh, trying adobo? So, parang, <laughs> napaka-stupid din yung question ko, di ba? Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank no, you for no, admitting wait, it. Wait, no, no. To be fair, he was the one who starstruck. Yung host naman, hindi naman sila starstruck eh. Nasa bagay, yeah. Tamahon nila yung mag-facilitate ng event eh. No, no, no. And, and I, I guess to be fair to Vintendo, uh, yun na yung conversation piece nila oh, eh. So may continuity. May ano na eh. Tsaka may, uh, may na-establish na eh. So parang okay. I, had, I just had to follow through from Sige, there. Sige, fine. I'll be fair to you. Good job. Okay, so tell us the next part. Siyempre, pag kunyari. So yun. So sabi, nung tinanong ko yun kay Ray, kailan niya, titi- kailan niya susubukang kumain ng adobo? Sabi niya, probably tomorrow or what about tonight? So, so, talaga sinagot niya. So, parang he, he doesn't have an idea what he's, ano, what he's going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, nung, 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 after nung tinanong niya na yun, that's where, it, that's where it came in. Yung idea na yun. Eh, kasi the next day, meron, may, there's another meet and greet do sa Trinoma naman. Okay, level up. From farmers to Trinoma. Okay. Pero before that, nung the day, nung that earlier, kasi, nung, kasi Friday yun. So, yung Saturday, meron siyang meet and greet din sa Peninsula Hotel yata yun. Wow. Ken Warren was there. Yeah. Ken Warren was there. So <laughs> Ken Warren is ma- everywhere. <laughs> no, when I see his Instagram, <laughs> he's with some celebrity or other. <laughs> oh my. Last time, kasama niya si Maria Ozawa. Eh. Oh, hindi ta- <laughs> lang kasama. Nakayakap pa. Uh, oh my. Lucky Are you sure bas- that wasn't Peter versus Ah, huh? uh, Both of them. Okay. I think both of them got the sneak in a hug. <laughs> Lucky bastards. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, so yun. Uh, so, wala ako dun sa peninsula, pero nagpunta ako sa Trinoma. Oh. So, kasi, tsaka then again, Yung idea ko nga was to cook adobo for Ray nga, di ba? <laughs> so, that came, was romantic. <laughs> it came in na eh. It came in na eh. Na parang may na-stop. Kumbaga may continuity yung story from Friday. Right. Na, so you cooked adobo and you take it to Trinoma. Yeah, I in, did. In a Tupperware. Yeah. Hindi Trinoma. nga Tupperware yun eh. Mas cheap na plastic na ano container yun, pa yun eh. Yung transparent na <laughs> yeah. plastic container. Indisposable. <laughs> you can't even afford to ano fucking yung, bring a Tupperware. Yung, yung lalagyan ng crinkles eh. Pagbilibenta sa ano. Oh, gano'n. So you have your adobo. How did you get this adobo to Rey Mysterio? Uh, so syempre noon, dala ko yung ano lang, yung... yung yung adobo lang. Yeah. Pagdating na pagdating ko sa Trinomad, nakarating ako doon, I guess, mga after lunch na, past, past one na. Mm. So, punong-puno na yung, ano, yung activity center. So, uh. so sabi ko, pagki- pagkita ko sa kanila, shit, paano ko patadalin to kay Ray? <laughs> and, and the thing is, puno na rin yung, ano, puno na yung sa VIPs, tapos, jump pack pa yung sa, ano, sa lampas ng barricade. Yeah. Tapos, yung common friend namin ni Ken, remember Sean, yung yeah, Carlito. Yeah. So parang, nas, ano, panic mode na ako nun eh. Tinatawagan ko siya, what do I do, what do I do? Sabi niya, gawa ka ng sign! Ayun, it came to me, sige, gawa ko ng sign. <laughs> so, merong malapit na na parang school supply shop dun sa ano, sa landmark yata yun. Bumili ako ng isang illustration board, <laughs> isang, isang marker. Sinulat ko, boom. Ray, I cooked adobo for you. <laughs> So, sino din ba yung host? Ang host nun, si, ano, si Miss Ginger Conejero. Yun, Ginger Conejero. 
Oh, diba? So siya yung nakaspot sa sign mo. <laughs> Oo, pero that was be- ano before ano yun. Nagsumi- before ako nagsumiksik muna ulit dun sa ano sa malapit sa barikada. Yeah. Tapos nga nung may sign ako tinaas ko na. So sino nakaspot si Ginger? Si na? Ginger mismo yung unang-una. So, so parang, nung what nakita did she niya, say? Yeah. Seryoso? Yun yung unang reaction. Seryoso? Tapos ako naman parang clueless na ano. Ito nga, ayun oh, pinakita ko talaga sa kanya. <laughs> pinakita ni Ben Pinakita Bentendo. ko talaga sa kanya. Ang kanyang adobo. Kay Ginger ko ni Hero. <laughs> oh, so, so that, sound, that sounds wrong pero... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that sounds wrong pero come to think of it, parang nakakatawa pag naaalala mo siya. So what happened after? So, so parang... <laughs> hindi, pero nagbibiro na ako sa kanya na pwede ba akong pumasok doon yung tinanong ko siya sabi ko. Sabi niya, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Tingnan natin, ganyan. Tapos, minutes later, there's, ano, yung isang staff nila, nilapitan ako. Yeah. Sabi niya, Chong, pwede ka bang ma-interview? Ako, this time, medyo makapal na yung mukha ako kasi, sabi ko, kung papasokin niyo ako eh, sige. Right. Pero, pero joke pa rin yun sa akin. Nagpa-interview, <laughs> nagpa-interview pa rin ako, ganyan. Tapos, Uh, minutes later, ano, yun, the same guy na nag-interview sa akin, pinuslitan ako na isang pass. Okay. So, ayun na. I was, ano na. You were part of the line. <laughs> oh, tra-la-la-la-la. VAP na siya. Yun na. <laughs> so, okay, you're part of the line and now you get to meet Ray again. Dalawa oh. adobo mo. Yeah. So, did he recognize you from the day before? Oo. Here's the thing. Kasi, suot ko, meron, dala ko pa rin yung maskara na dala ko ng Friday. Actually, tatlo yun eh. <laughs> Pinapirmahan ko lahat eh. Pinirmahan niya talaga lahat eh. So, uh, what did you say to Ray when, you know, when he saw you again? And how did you bring up your adobo? Ito. <laughs> uh, so, ito. Nung, nung, ako yung, ano na. It was my turn. Nung pagkakita ni Ray sa akin. Hey, Ray. Remember me? Tapos pinakita ko yung sign ko, parang, oh, wow, seriously? Ganun yung reaction niya. So parang, tapos pinakita ko yung adobo. So, oh, wow! Ganun yung reaction niya. Tapos, yun, di, di, sa table niya, binuksan niya. Talagang ano yun, nakafocus yung camera dun eh. Naka-zoom in. Na parang, may dala pa akong kutsara. T- may dala pa ba akong kutsara? Oo, no, meron. Sana bakal, no? Plastic lang din yata. Hindi na nabukasan kung bakal. I don't know. <laughs> Bago naman din yung kutsara na yun. <laughs> so he yeah. tried it. And then what did so he tried it? it. So, tinikman niya. Ano sinabi niya? Natikman niya. Hindi, mahirap i-depict dito sa, ano, sa podcast eh. Pero, imagine niyo na lang ako. Kunyari ako sila. <laughs> Ayan. Mm. Mm. Oh, sinubo niya. Mm, mm, parang yeah. ganun. May, may gigil sa, ano, may gigil sa... So ano. wait, inasim kilig siya. <laughs> <laughs> yun miss. Parang ganun. Oo. Oh. <laughs> So, ayun. Tapos, edi, pinirma niya yung, ano, yung sign na medyo, medyo na wear and tear na pero nasa akin pa rin. Um, memorable eh. Yeah, you should have that shit laminated or, or framed, yeah. Oo nga eh. Okay, so th- there you go. Ah, uh, uh, kwento niyan? <laughs> no, but it was worth the, no. It was worth the trip. Yeah, you know, being the first, being the only guy or the first guy who made, uh, who introduced Rey Mysterio to adobo. And that way, the next time some dumbass Filipino host asks him if he's tried Filipino food, he can actually say yes. We can do better than that. We can. Never and, change Pinoy host. Yeah, and siguro if ever they ask that stupid question, hindi nasagot nung guest nila, they can call me out. <laughs> so I can explain it to them again. Nintendo, <laughs> professional tagaluto ng adobo. <laughs> Alright, thanks Nintendo. We'll see you at the next PWR right. show. Social right. media, no? 
no. Wala pa kayo. Wala pa. After nung live. Okay, after Promise. Live. Okay, alright. May Thanks, tatanong na nga eh. Yun. We'll see you at World 1-2. Yun. Yeah, again. Alright. Sana we can move to World 1-3. Ah, soon. Thanks, man. Alright, thank you. Let's talk about some news first before we talk about Raw and before we give you our predictions for Hell in a Cell. So some big news happening over the weekend. You got Sami Zayn returning to Evolve. Uh, he didn't wrestle though because he hasn't been cleared yet, but he did appear at Evolve. And that says a lot with the working relationship that WWE has with Gabe Sapolsky, who uh, used to run Ring of Honor. Pretty weird. We don't know everything is going on yet. Gabe is being very evasive about what the relationship really is, and frankly, I'm excited because it gave us guys like Paulo Cruz, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and now a whole lot of other guys, even uh, uh, James Storm, I guess. In a way, well, James Storm didn't come from Evolve, but it's he's part of the hype. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's amazing that. Uh, WWE is even considering working with other promotions now. So right. they, they used to be very isolationist. And uh, I think it all started with Samoa Joe's unique contract. Yeah, it all started with Triple H, really. Yeah, with, with Triple H. But I guess in terms of the active guys, Samoa Joe was the first one uh, under contract yeah. with WWE who was allowed to take independent bookings. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder who or what spurred this new paradigm in American soil, pretty much. Because we've seen this happen in, in Japan. Japan. Yeah. But in Mexico. So, yeah, in Mexico, too. And I don't know who did the Triple H take a look at what's going on in Japan and say, okay, yeah, we why don't we do talent exchanges? Pretty sure it's trips because only he would be this open-minded at this, at this point in the game, but to cool. say, na, let's explore working with these, with these other promotions uh, and see if a talent exchange could work out. Open-minded just a business. Na. And pero, I like that. <laughs> I like that about him. But um, I just want to know, at this point, what is the deal? Uh, is... Is Evolve going to start feeding NXT with some name talents? You mga it come in, go out. Yeah. Is, uh, is the performance center, is NXT going to be like New Japan and send their young boys to excursions to the indies for seasoning? Because that's what they do in Japan. Eh? I think that would really benefit the NXT guys. Like, oh. People like Tyler Breeze could benefit from an indie tour. It's amazing. It's, this is groundbreaking in the American scene. Yeah. You, you, never, see, you never saw this happen because Vince was always selfish and shit. And at the very least, um, I think it's good for the WWE, and I, I really uh, am trying not to make a joke out of this, but it's good because it helps them uh, work on their networking mm. skills. <laughs> I, again, I'm really trying not you to should make have, a joke out of it. You should have just made a joke already. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I want to see more of this happening. I just want to know, though, what's going to happen. Like, okay, if we're signing Tommaso Ciampa or Johnny Gargano. Isn't he signed as Ciampa? Uh, well, rumors say the rumors change every day. Yesterday, he said he was. Uh, when he appeared on an indie show, he said he was. Yeah. And then the next day, he said he wasn't. So right. I don't know what is going on here. But as far as I know, Johnny Gargano has an I Quit match uh, at an upcoming Evolve show or an upcoming show. And I'm pretty sure when someone loses an I Quit match, Major Loser Leaves Town in it. And you all know the subtext. Uh, behind loser leaves talent matches. Right. Usually, 
going off somewhere else. Now, I don't want to have to choose between Gargano and Ciampa. Because if both guys can get an opportunity with WWE, fine and well. But mm. if I were to choose, though, just one, I would pick Gargano. Oh, of course. Because it's more fluid. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I enjoy his work more I'm than Ciampa. I'm a Ciampa Ciampa. fan. I've been a Ciampa fan since I've seen him in ROH a long time ago. But I, I was also, I'm also a bigger Gargano fan. I think uh, the first time I saw him was also at an Evolve show. He was one of the guys who stood out because he had that uh, natural natural in it charisma that a lot of indie guys lack even though they you know can pull out moves after move uh, on moves on moves on moves from uh, from their from their trunks yeah i'll be but, the first to admit now i haven't seen a lot of their moves either I mean, of their matches either but Gar- Gar- gargano was a standout cuz yeah my only concern is like okay when they get to the main roster or to, to WWE what happens are they changing the game are they no longer going to have to have a new a WWE name, a slave name, if you will. Slave name. But, okay, we all know Tommaso Ciampa now and Johnny Gargano now as Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and James Storm as well. And, and Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe as well, yeah. And they don't fuck with those names. And yet, Uha Nation was Apollo Crews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kana became Asuka. Yeah, so wh- what is the deal here, I wonder? I think... Uh, and this is just me um, making a hypothesis. I think my tears din kasi ano. <laughs> like there's a totem pole, but depending on where you are. Then again, if there is a totem pole, bakit mas mataas na Gargano yeah. and Champa over Uhanish? Yeah, exactly. Like they w- I, I would I would argue that they are around the same level of well, I guess notoriety when it comes to the independent scene. Right. Um, let's talk about another indie name who made news over the last few days. And I'm talking about Leva Bates, uh-huh. formerly known as Blue Pants in NXT. Right, right, right. News has come out that the reason why uh, Blue Pants' run in NXT is officially over is because there's heat on her backstage with the officials after she reportedly showed up at an event in front of officials while under the influence of alcohol. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what to think about this because uh, there are two conflicting stories here. There are actually three. Uh, two are from, I would assume, those who have had their feathers ruffled by her. Yeah. Now, for some reason, okay, it's either she showed up drunk and missed a flight or whatever, or she was talking about her spot or, you know, getting over uh, a little bit too arrogantly. Yeah, because when you, when you take a look at Blue Pants and her sudden rise to fame in NXT, there have been other, not just women, but other NXT talents mm. who don't have a shirt yet, yeah. who've been around longer than, than Blue Pants, and yet she's talagang sumikat because right. of, I, I guess, one, her natural charisma, yeah. two, her natural ability, and three, uh, her being at the right time and place, like being right, with yeah. Enzo and Cass, yeah. then being with the VOD villains. So it, it's, um, it's like winning an NBA championship. Mm. It's a mix of so many different factors, like being at the right place at the right time, not being injured, the right timing. Um, it takes the perfect storm of all those qualities for you to reach a level of success. I just do not know at this point what to believe. Like I said, she said herself, don't believe everything you read. It might be true. I mean, like, you know, it might be correct that she is being, you know, slandered, I guess, yeah. being libeled, I guess. But uh, at this point, I don't know. Because it's also entirely possible that she did something wrong. I want to wait for Blue, uh, for Blue Pants or Leva Bates to show up on Art of Wrestling. <laughs> Art of Wrestling, really. Um, I, I don't know. Where else would she, you know, spill the beans? I doubt she'd do it on Talk is Jericho mm-hmm. or on the Stone Cold Podcast. Mm-hmm. Right? So until she appears on Art of Wrestling, I think we're not going to be getting the truth anytime soon. But, uh, I don't even know, man. <laughs> One last bit of news. I mean, you know, just to wrap up the Leva Bates thing, it's disappointing because I like Blue Pants and I wanted her. I wanted her to have a legit run in NXT at the very least. I just don't know, man. I just really don't know. Because, parang 
to me, it comes off as while there might have been people who were jealous of her spot or what she managed to accomplish down in her short time at Full Sail. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think if you have two stories against one, there might be an indication that you probably did something wrong and you didn't know about it. At the very least, you didn't know that you did something wrong. And, you know, it's more common than you think. Eh. Uh, yung, yung hindi mo alam na naka, ka na pala sa ibang tao. It's more common than you think. Or either, basa, basa, basa may nagawa siya. Something happened. Yeah. Um, one last bit before we get into what happened on Raw this week. There was also news that came out, I believe it was yesterday or Sunday, mm-hmm. that the reason why Vince McMahon does not get behind Cesaro is because, get this, he's boring. This is actually old news. Uh, I've heard this news come out, uh, I think, back in 2013, but I think. Uh, I think this is... Uh, after Cesaro's momentous uh, U.S. title run, when yeah. he was there, there was nothing going for him, yeah. and he was yodeling at that point. Uh-oh. I think that was that. That depends, that sabi Right, and it's just being rehashed now. Actually, he, Vince has also mentioned it in a roundabout way when he was on the Stone Cold podcast. Mm-hmm. But they're only just bringing it up now, I guess, to remind people why after Cesaro's back-to-back. U.S. championship matches. Or after that uh, tag team championship run with Tyson Kidd. Yeah. I, I don't get it. In three years with the company, the guy has proven to be entertaining enough. And yet there are guys who, who get a push who aren't as entertaining and yet are still somehow relevant. It's actually weird to me because, to me, in this day and age, Cesaro is one of the few people who are a throwback to the style Vince likes. I don't, okay, you got, you got guys like Ryback. Actually, Ryback would be... Uh, aside from Brock, the biggest guy on the roster, who he's a Vince stereotyper, now, you know, big, jacked, uh, well, genetically superior. I would, I would say. You wouldn't put Strowman in that conversation. Well, Strowman can say isn't jacked. Eh? He's not a bodybuilder type, you know. But he's got the powerlifter. Oh yeah, sure, sure. But he's not like the statuesque build. Yeah, Vince Adonis. Yeah, Vince likes. Yeah, yeah. And while Cesaro is a bit on the small side, I would assume that he is this believable stereotype or prototype that can exist in this day and age. You know, you can look at this guy and say, okay, this guy is not taking steroids. He's naturally strong because he built himself up that way. He, he did it the, the hard way. Yeah. And we would assume, and the way he works in the ring, you would assume, that, okay, shit, Vince would have a hard-on for this guy. It's but for some reason, he does not. Yeah, plus he's also a good brand ambassador. Mm. Like, uh, WWE themselves has acknowledged that Cesaro goes out of his way to represent the company and yeah. functions. And he, he, uh, the, the professional manner in which he goes about that is something that they praise on, on .com. Yeah. So all of that uh, being taken into consideration, I still don't get what Vince has against this guy. You objectively, I think, cannot say that he is boring, eh? Because uh, he is very charismatic as a worker. You don't yeah. have to, you don't have to be you don't have to talk well to be charismatic. I say. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's got that silent charisma when he moves, and he's one of the best conditioned athletes on the whole roster. So he's, he's found a way. Go. Yeah, exactly. He's found a way to connect with people. Yeah, like, that, that's that his section. Is organic. Yeah. And uh, WWE is co-opting it the same way they did the Yes movement. They co- no they. Co-opted it and then they killed it by having Cesaro lose. And then, uh, I think it's just easier for Vince to say that for some reason he does not like Cesaro. He just doesn't. 
I don't know why. Maybe because he did not create Cesaro, yeah. the man. He had, you know, he has an indie reputation. I don't know why. Maybe it's the same thing. Why there was some initial disdain toward Dan O'Brien. But what about Seth Rollins? What yeah. makes Rollins different? Because Rollins was also his own man in the know. Indies. I honestly do not know. I think Rollins, because he had to be beaten up in the system and regurgitated as a WWE-style wrestler. Uh-huh. In a way, I guess. And, uh, and then, I don't know. Rollins has some kind of balls that we can only perceive when we see him do his... When we see him as a character in the on TV, but I'm, okay, you've heard stories about how he's headstrong. Yeah. I think Triple H has told those stories, and maybe just maybe uh, Vince is like that about him, and maybe I think Cesaro doesn't have that kind of attitude. I would guess. What? Because he's Swiss? No, not because he's Swiss. Just because he's a nice guy. I, I, you take a look at Cesaro, and well. Uh, how he interacts with people backstage. I yeah. think they would all tell you he's a nice guy. And I, I, it does not look like he is cutthroat in any way. Or would cheat on his fiance? I, I would assume. <laughs> I, actually, again, we don't know why this is happening. We're just, I'm just really theorizing. And it is frustrating. Yeah. And, you know, um, before we get into um, this week's Raw, I guess uh, the reason why we had to talk about these real-life happenings is we wanted to take you back to something we talked about with our friend Mikey Lloren just a few weeks ago. Yeah, and then, well, before we talk about it, we have to talk about what happened on Raw. Like, there are so many things that happened and did not happen at the same time as to, well, that would support some of those theories. So let's start off with Seth Rollins teaming up with Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns in the main event of Raw against the Wyatt family, but a different permutation because this ver- this version features Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, and Eric Rowan. There are two narratives there in that particular matchup alone, which are actually uh, backstage narratives. First of all, uh, last week the last um, last week's episode of Raw was a brand new low. But um, if the uh, if the couple of weeks before that were like new record-breaking low uh, viewer numbers, uh, last week's episode I heard was the worst out of those. The worst rating episode of all yeah. time. So I would guess what they did was to try and jack up ratings by putting the shield together back again without any prior advertising, without any build-up whatsoever. No hype. Yeah, on a free episode of Raw. Yeah. Okay, shit. These guys are getting desperate. But I, when when I saw that was happening, I tweeted, "This is not how you fix your product, Vince. It really isn't." But we'll get to that in a bit. The second narrative is the fact that Luke Harper was not there, and while we also do not know the specific reason why Luke Harper was not there, um, we can all assume again that it's because of a photo. That leaked over the weekend. And it wasn't even a photo that Luke Harper himself uh. posted. Because as far as I know, Luke Harper is on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And he's uh, he's probably very limited on Twitter as well. Instagram Swampy. The Instagram photo in question was found on Chris Jericho's feed, which features a bunch of wrestlers in the locker room wearing a Luke Harper t-shirt. Because apparently right. it was Luke Harper Appreciation Day. There was a Luke Harper t-shirt. With his face on it, and yeah, 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 
Uh, yeah, there's a new shirt, right? Uh, I think it's a new shirt. I haven't seen it on .com okay. just yet. I would buy it, though, because I, I think it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Although, I don't think they would come out with a shirt like that for a guy, for a character like Luke Harper. I think... Or maybe it was like a fan-made shirt or yeah, something exactly. from yeah. Pro Wrestling Tees or something. So um, in the photo, you had Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, Sheamus, Cesaro, Roman Reigns. Primo. Primo and Epico. Yeah. And Chris Jericho. Yeah. All so like everyone buddy, buddy was breaking kayfabe, pretty much. Yeah, because Roman and Bray Wyatt are obviously going okay. to hell in a cell. And we're not saying this is the reason why Luke Harper is... Uh, Taking wh- the heat. Yeah, yeah. We don't even know anything... And we'll find out in the coming days. But the fact that it is highly possible that he's being punished for this or he has heat for this is an indication that, okay, uh, logical dives or logical gaps happen all the time in pro wrestling. And it is really because of backstage machinations. Meaning you have to go out of the canon, go out of storyline to explain why these logical loopholes exist. Yeah, we don't... But okay, why, what's the best reason for you to explain why Luke Harper uh, was not on Raw? What, like, what's the best kayfabe reason? That Nothing, he was attacked right? or he was injured. And, and, and that's something the commentary team didn't even try. Because mm. they just said over and over again... Uh-huh. Luke Harper is not on Raw tonight. For some reason. That, that's it, which is weird because Eric Rowan appears uh, back on Raw and they don't even make a big deal out of it. Right. It's not like he came out to save Wyatt and Strowman when they were being outnumbered or some shit. Right. Eric Rowan just appears. And what is the kayfabe explanation as to why the Shield is back together? Uh, see, Shawn Michaels. They, they used Shawn Michaels to goad Seth Rollins into wanting to prove that he's the man. And because Dean and Roman needed a partner in a six-man tag match... Challenge ni Shawn Michaels si Seth na oh, you're the man, right? You can team with anybody, right? There's a six-man match which needs a sixth guy. You can be that sixth guy. And does that make sense? No. Why? Not to me because what does Seth have to gain aside from earning Shawn's respect? Yeah. At the top of the show or at the top of the hour, Seth made it clear now. I don't give a damn about uh, Shawn Michaels' respect. Right, exactly. And when you have these paper-thin uh, threads that tie the on-screen story to, together, you have to figure out why this is happening. And because wrestling is uh, a politics-driven and a business-driven machine, which, is, which puts up a front of whatever story they're telling right now, you can't help but look most times to what is going on backstage of the game. Even though uh, it, it hurts me, it pains me to really have to go out go behind the, the the narrative logic. And we discussed this with Tito Mikey. Yeah. Because as much as possible, we do want to look at the text as a text, as as a form of literature, I Or guess. if you want to make fun of it and make it lighter, uh, if you listen to Cheap Heat, Sid Dipperstein, one of the friends of Peter Rosenberg, is kayfabe only. Yeah. Like, he really tries his best to just keep it to the story yeah. and not have to go outside of it. I want, as much as I want to analyze a story... Giving, uh, using only the merits of the story. Yeah. I cannot with, with wrestling because there is so much happening backstage that leads to these boneheaded uh, on-screen decisions. Here's the thing, I, and I, I'm not sure if I was able to ask you this earlier. Mm. If there is heat on Luke Harper over, over yeah. Jericho's post, mm. does Harper deserve the heat? I don't think so. My, my short answer is no. Yeah. Because first of all, if people want to appreciate Luke Harper, that's not Luke Harper's fault. Yeah. He's that damn good. Right. That's one. Number two... Harper's not on fucking Instagram. Yeah. 
That's Chris Jericho's post. And if Jericho is not being punished because he's uh, reached a certain level of immunity, right. it's unfair that the heat has to be transferred to a, lower, uh, a guy of a lower status that they, uh, that they can actually touch. Because maybe, Jericho's well, untouchable. Maybe we don't know the whole story about how that picture came to be. But well, cause if, if Harper is being punished, there has to be some other thing about it. Yeah. Um, and, so, and, and uh, Jericho will, will uh, tell us all on his podcast uh, that sure. you guys don't know the story. You exactly. Know? Uh, you, you guys are all marks. You guys don't know the story. And fine. But, but the thing is, or uh, the thing that upsets me as, as a storytelling purist is how can you, uh, and, and this is directed at creative, uh-huh. how do you expect me not to delve into backstage goings on if what you present me are such huge leaps in logic Nah, I'm left to pieces all together myself. The way you tell a proper story is you make sure that when you get to point B, how you got there from point A makes sense. I want to I wanna point real quick to Lucha Underground again. Because uh, I, I think the way we approach uh, the rumors surrounding Lucha Underground is really different. Because first of all, they tape in advance. So we don't, we get the whole story um, it's more convenient to them, for them to have the story play out with less, I guess, interruptions or... And less uh, elements coming into play. Yeah. Because they're less, less logistical. Less backstage elements, yeah. Yeah. And then I've noticed lately, say, I collect rumors for the grapevine. That's right. primarily my job. I've noticed that a lot of rumors are happening after or before the show, before the show tapes. Like, right now, I'm just finding out that Apparently, Del Rio or El Patron has a problem with Lucha Underground because he was promised that he was not. Uh, he was he was promised as he was promised that the show would be built around him. Not saying Bida, yeah. And yet he was he wasn't exactly Bida, but right. he wasn't exactly in the main of uh, a jabroni either. He was like yeah. upper mid card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 he is unconfirmed for the second season yet. And you look at those rumors and. You realize, uh, okay, but they changed nothing in the story. Yeah. They might change the story next time, but the damage or the impact is somewhat minimized, don't you think? Um, just really quickly on mm-hmm. the El Patron bit. Whether or not El Patron returns for season two oh. is irrelevant. Right. Because um, whatever happened backstage, if he's not in season two, it doesn't matter. Because in the closing story yeah. with Johnny Mundo. Right, exactly. Right? If he returns, he's going to have a different opponent. Yeah. Right? So he, I think that is the beauty of Lucha Underground. The fact that they're able to tell these stories and they're able to give them closure then. Because even if, uh, say, Son of Havoc doesn't return, yeah. I can live with that. Even though I love Son of Havoc and his work, I can live with him not returning for season two because mm. the way that they wrote him out was he rode off into the sunset. Right. Right? So that's fine. Um, the, the problem with WWE is it's always ongoing. Yeah. It's never ending. There's no off-season. And that's long been a problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, and, and, and if that's something that WWE doesn't want to fix, sige. But y- you have to make your storytelling make sense. Right. And I'm going to have to uh, uh, keep hammering that point home because... It does not make sense. I just think that the way they go about things is so petty. Now, okay, just because someone has heat or you don't like someone, you stop telling their stories or you sabotage their stories. That's not fair to anyone at all. Cesaro is another example. Exactly, yeah. And you know, that's why I keep comparing it to Lucha Underground because at least Lucha Underground knows where it wants to go and actually tries to get there. 
Yeah. Regardless of what happens backstage. Right. And this is us saying things based on what we see. Yeah. Diba? And uh, this is affecting the product because of the WWE product. Because I don't know if anybody realizes it, but the reason why no uh, uh, the reason why very few have faith in their product is because they keep sabotaging it. They keep shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one more thing, uh, since we're talking about Ambrose and the Wyatts, mm. Ambrose and Randy Orton were booked to face Braun Strowman and Luke Harper in the kickoff of Hell in a Cell. Now, now we know that the match at the kickoff is, uh, that match is no longer in the kickoff. Mm. And what we're getting is Ziggler, Cesaro, and Neville against Seamus Barrett and Rusev. Mm. Um, I, I have something to say about that six man tag rematch from this week's Raw. But before that, I want to address the fact that. Randy Orton wasn't on Raw as well. Mm. And they were speculating that the White family took Randy Orton right. out. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to address this on SmackDown tomorrow when it tapes or at Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Pero the only way I can see Luke Harper's absence working out is if he took Randy Orton out himself. That's true. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be creative enough to write that in. but we have... It's not even a matter of being creative, creative enough. It's a matter of having the political will to go do such a thing. Yeah, um, I don't understand because whatever implications that can, that could happen uh, that could bring. But what I do know, or what we do know right now, is that Randy Orton has a shoulder injury mm-hmm. and that he'll be out for quite some time. Again, he's undergoing an MRI. Uh, people don't know how long he'll be out. Yumaganon actually, yumaganon pangyayari. That's okay because that is a traditional sports narrative that happens to anyone. Yeah, and happens all the time in any sport. Something you can't help. At least that isn't forced by any voluntary factors. Like, you're not going to stop. Uh, when you have an injury, it's not because someone is has some personal problem with you or how you're getting over or whatever. Yeah, it's just they can't wrestle, yeah. so they have to be written out. Yeah. But when, when you write someone out because of an injury, that's creative. When you just forget about him because he has an injury... That's fucking lazy. Yeah. Now, um, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, obviously, because well, we were talking about this last week. Having Ambrose and Orton in the pre-show would have been, been good. Because um, with the way that they were building up the feud between the Wyatts and Ambrose and Orton, and then that tension between Ambrose and Orton, this would have been the first kickoff match that people would have given a shit about in quite some time. I think this, I think this whole card is, being, is sabotaged in one way or another. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and we're going to get through that. Uh, yeah. You know, go through that later on. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, why don't we go through that right now? Because we're going what happened on Raw with regard to how the card is shaping up at Hell in a Cell. Jesus, how many matches are there? There are eight matches, including the dark match. Okay. Jesus. So, so let's start off with the dark match, which is a rematch of Ziggler, Cesaro, and Neville versus Sheamus, Barrett, and Rusev. So two things I want to bring up. First, they move on si Ziggler and si Rusev from each other. Why the fuck are they still... Uh, messing with each other here They still went with the standard formula of You take these baby faces You take the heels that they're feuding with And you put them together in a jumbo match And what's worse um, The finish was supposedly dirty on Raw mm. So you give them a rematch at the pay-per-view Because you, you want to give these guys a reason to be at the pay-per-view Seven words Creative has nothing for you right now uh, You know what? I would have been happy if it was just uh, Team... Team Europe versus Team UK. They're team No First Name versus oh, yeah, Kings yeah. of team Wrestling. Oh, yeah, Team No First Name. Versus yeah. the Kings of Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, versus 
the kings of the ring. I like the kings of uh, the kings of the ring. What they're doing right now, though, um, I have to give them credit for the signature nila where the legal guy is in the ring distracting the referee, and then the illegal guy is outside delivering his finisher to the legal opponent from outside. And that's the beauty of their finishers, eh? the bro kick and the bull hammer. You can do it anywhere. Right, right. And that's why they make it work. I mm. love the signature and I want to see these guys on a, ta- on a tag team title run. Yeah, um, I think as we, no, we talked about this last week, they would be great additions to the tag team division because eh, they are, well, as much as there are, there is a stigma against throwing two mid-carters together and calling them a tag team, these four as their own tag teams, they really work well. Yeah, when you when you get the right mix of guys, oh. parang sina Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. Yeah. At first, we didn't think they would click. No, I, I thought they would click. I didn't think so. But, you know, it, it took me a while. Like, after two or three weeks, I was like, damn, these guys have good chemistry. And I think Neville has better chemistry with Cesaro than Tyson Kidd. And that's saying something. Because Kidd has a lot of chemistry with Cesaro. I would love to see Tyson Kidd come back and fight against Neville for being the new partner. I mean, like moving forward, just fantasy booking here. Oh, it, it would be nice, diba? Para si Tyson Kidd. Puta, nawala lang ako. I think, Cesar- ka na iba. I think Cesaro and Neville kasi is way more exciting than Cesaro, Tyson Kidd. I agree. I, I, I will as agree much as I Neville. love Tyson Kidd, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Uh, it, it's something about Neville, man. Right, next. Uh, predictions for this match. I think the faces get their win. Yeah, because Cesaro and Neville yeah. have been losing three straight times. Eh, no? You know what I would like, though? Uh, I just wish this were um, Cesaro and Neville versus Sheamus and Barrett. Yeah. And then you move Ziggler and Rusev to the sink, to the U.S. Championship Challenge. So what? You have both of them challenged? Yeah, why not? Because it's never happened before. Yeah. Now you have a triple threat out of nowhere. Oh. And Cena is taking time off, so somebody has to know. So that being said... Do you think Ziggler's the guy who comes out to challenge Cena? I think so, yeah. I don't see anyone else on this card who can do it. Not Ambrose. Because Ambrose is idle right now. Ah, fuck on. We gave him nothing. Shit. He's not on the card. Because now that Ambrose is gone from the oh, card, yeah. I think it's either Ambrose or Ziggler. Oh, yeah. Good point. Am- it's got to be Ambrose. You-, you cannot leave Ambrose out of a pay-per-view. What if? No, what, what if it's Dean Ambrose? And um, what I wanted to see out of the Ambrose-Orton thing is one of them turns heel. Preferably Ambrose. Mm. I don't think Ambrose turns has to turn heel for now, the challenge. Well, now that Orton's out, I don't think Ambrose is turning heel. Yeah, parang hindi, no? I think... At least not until after the Rumble. First, I think Ambrose wins the challenge. And then he, he becomes champion, obviously. Yeah. And then Strowman, Harper, and Rowan... Come down to fuck him out. Ah, why not? By there. By there, by there. Okay. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt. Hell in a Cell match. I think this is Roman's to win. Uh, yeah, it's obviously Roman's to win. Th- like, they're really setting him mm. up now. I think, uh, well, the question here now is, if it's Roman's to win, does it damage Bray as much as his previous uh, feud losses have damaged him? I don't think so. Because, yeah, um... He's got the family name. Yeah, he's got the Yeah, you said it yourself when you were chatting. It's a, it's a f- uh, Survivor Series team yeah, on its they're own. They're four strong. Right. They're only missing Bo Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> or his sister Abigail. Yeah. Diba? I, I love the way that the Wyatt family is looking now. You've got four behemoths. Mm. And, and they legitimately scare the fuck out of anyone who fucks right. with them. So, yeah, um, I think this is the first time in a long time that a Bray Wyatt loss doesn't hurt the Bray Wyatt character. Mm. Next match. Kevin Owens versus Ryback for the IC title. 
Ah, Kevin Owens, obviously. Yeah. It's Owens to win. But uh, I, I, I want to move past this mm. and speculate on who could challenge Owens next. Because I really want Cesaro to be that guy. A Cesaro-Owens feud, again, well, kind of they just face each other. At least now it's for the title. But if Cesaro's boring, fuck that, saying, right? Here's the thing. If Cesaro and Neville are going to be a team, how are they going to... I know. Ah, right, right. How are, how are they going to split up the challenge... Let's, uh, let's think about this new spin then. If After Roman Reigns moves on for Bray, from Bray Wyatt, what if he challenges Kevin Owens next? I would like that. Have Roman Reigns eventually win the, the title from Kevin Owens, mm. have Ambrose as US champ, and have Seth Rollins as your world champion. China. Damn. Heading into WrestleMania. Damn. Where you have, that sounds good. Where you have all of them in the main event as the champions. Wait, no way. You cannot sacrifice the two mid-card championships. Just to put the three of them in the main event. Somebody has to drop something. Hmm. Better at least in the build-up to WrestleMania. How awesome would that be? If Rollins was still champion by the Royal Rumble, and then Ambrose is the US champion, and then Reigns eventually beats Kevin Owens. Shit. It's also possible that Rusev challenges Owens next as a face. I don't... Oh no! I don't think he's turning faces, Rusev. I think he is. No, not with the engagement shit that went down, especially after Summer turned on Rusev that way. I don't think he's turning face anytime soon. Alam mo yung people support Rusev Lana so much that I guess they would end up turning him face anyway. Yes, it's like Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, he was so popular, even if he was a heel for so long, he was bound to turn face. Yeah, I mean. Like, you- I'm I mean, just like, saying I don't think it happens yet because WWE is so hell-bent on getting people to hate Rusev. Yeah. Oh, well. That's why it's I think... It's a funny story. Yeah, si Rusev, yeah. right? Nah, you can't explain his kayfabe canon without going outside of kayfabe. Yeah. It's hard to be kayfabe only, I swear. Yep. It, it's hard. Uh, okay, are we done with yeah, KO right I would, I would assume yes. Okay. Uh, tag Team Championship. New Day versus the Dudley Boys. You know, it's funny to me. Uh, Dudley boys have challenged for the championships for so long that I would assume it's time for them to win. I don't really want them to win. But Neither at the, do I. At the same time, if the New Day retains, who steps up next? Cesaro Neville or Sheamus Barrett. Uh, it's got to be. Wait, no. If Cesaro Neville steps up, so they're going to be over, they're going to be so overshadowed by the New Day's popularity. That is true. But in the words of Gabi Alipe, is mm. it the beginning of our last dance? <laughs> is it the last time that we're going to see New Day Dudley Boys? It has to be because it's been going on for so long. They've managed to change things up a bit. But something's got to give. But the problem is... How, how, like, for one thing, for all the DQ finishes we've seen, how is this still a normal match? Oh, that's true. And uh, for another thing, after the Dudley boys move on from the New Day, if they lose the ch- if they lose this match, what do they do next? Because na wala yung uh, the reason for the Dudley oh, boys' existence. There are o- no, that's not true. There are always other stories to to start. And well, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of okay with Cesaro Neville facing the New Day, even though they're going to be overshadowed. Because parang I think they're good enough to be, uh, they're good enough to be treated as faces. Yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. 
uh, people have been clamoring for Cesaro to be treated well for so long that there is no way they would boo him if they go up against New Day. And I think if Cesaro never went up against a New Day, it's the beginning Daniel Bryan moment ni Cesaro. Like when, yeah. when people really just get behind him at, at all costs. Right. And the Dudley Boys, always something else for them to do. For all I know, they could be challenging the Wyatts next. So do you think the Dudley Boys win or the New Day wins? I think the New Day retains Parene. At this point, you gotta keep it on the New Day. Because they're still the best thing going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up, Charlotte versus Nikki Bella for the Divas title. <sighs> when, when did this happen, by the way? A uh, couple weeks ago. Really? Nikki invoked her rematch clause. N- never felt that way at all. Um, it was just announced by the commentary team. Hello, the cell, blah, 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 blah. Tang ina lang talaga, eh? It's lazy. It's lazy as fuck. No, uh, they're, they're putting more effort in Paige and Natalia's feud than in Charlotte versus Nikki Bella. Yeah, for all the time on Raw, I know. Paige has more backstage segments than Charlotte. This is true. This is weird. I don't get it. As yeah, much so, as I love Paige. So, so what's going on here, man? Uh, nah. well, obviously, Charlotte retains. You're not entertaining the idea and Nikki wins it back really quickly and proves that, see, you're a fluke. Yeah, does it, but I, no, my reasoning is, does it matter? I mean, I love Nikki as a wrestler, but the story doesn't matter to me. I would Bellas, add- the Bells have been feuding with Team Bad, but okay... So, where is... Sasha Banks. No, yeah, exactly. Where is Sasha Banks? Or where is Charlotte in, th- in this whole feud? But she's just waiting, watching from the sidelines, doing nothing. More importantly, how, uh, how do Paige and Natalia figure in this story? Because at some point, they're going to be the two. No, I like... No, you know what? I'm going to be honest and say I like Paige and Natalia. I think this is the most nuanced we've seen Paige in quite some time. And Natalia. Mm. Parang, okay, Paige is coming off as the jealous type of character yeah which is too common with female wrestlers but they're doing it in such a way that there is depth you know okay Paige is clearly playing off of her ability to not work well with others and she's clearly playing the psycho character which is just not your cookie cutter psycho character right because in a way it's something that people can relate to na parang uh uh, you can't diss my friend, but I can't because that's my friend. Right. Or, or how people take for granted what they have until it's gone. Which yeah, is, so, in Paige's case, her friendship with Becky and Charlotte. So I don't need this to be for the championship. I like it as it is. It just bothers me that Charlotte is just what relegated to one backstage segment every show. Or, or none at all. She, she just gets a match and then she's done. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, fine. I think Charlotte wins this. All right, last two matches. Seth Rollins versus Kane in a match, in a singles match. And if Kane loses, corporate Kane is fired. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's a, I don't think it's, it's possible that Kane wins this. I mean, not after how they treated his character like a joke. But and they treated Seth like a joke as well. The problem is, I don't know where Kane goes from here if they fire him. What, uh, like, he, uh, does he just stay as Demon Kane and terrorize the authority moving forward? Does he have his own Survivor Series team now that challenges the authority after being fired? I do not know because I do not care all that much because they didn't do the way, they didn't do the story the way I would have wanted them to. I feel bad for Brian Leo. Because he was the guy who said, who, who told us, give this story a chance. No, I, I was going to give the story a chance. I like the story at the beginning. I say it could have gone so many different ways. They just did the lazy way as usual. 
No, because he was the one who was telling me, give the story a chance, let it play out, when I had already dismissed it. Yeah. And then in the end, we were proven right. No, you were proven right. I, yeah. I was okay with it. I was, because I, I could, at that point, there were so many possibilities, and that didn't happen. Yeah. What a letdown. That being said, I think Seth retains. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And now, does, wait, does Seamus try to cash in? No. I no? don't think so. No. Yeah. Or, uh, then again, because remember you build up to, to the last paper of United of Champions. They kept teasing Seamus cashing in. Yeah. And then he eventually did. What if? What if he does cash in? Because there's no abuse now. So it would be the perfect time, right? Uh, but I still don't think that this is the moment. I would rather he do it at Survivor Series. Okay, but okay. It's, it's, it's something momentous. Undertaker versus Lesnar, Hell in a Cell match, final chapter. Brock. Brock. There's no other way. <laughs> like, damn. Like, is this like the worst Brock Lesnar match of this year? Yeah. Why don't we can't eat, we're already writing it off. Um, you know, umasa pa ako nung ane, nung Raw, the opening promo. That, you know, Lesnar and Taker, Taker would come to blows or give us something to care about. Instead, it just turned me off from the match and from the right. feud altogether. Because Taker comes out and he was cookie-cutter babyface Taker. Seriously? Yes. He was. He, he kind of explained, though, your actions yeah, by saying that uh, when you've lost everything that you care about, you will be a desperate man. And desperate men do desperate things. Which is explaining his behavior since the streak ended. But I can't believe that it took them this long to flesh out Taker's character that way. Yeah. So it, it doesn't redeem the Undertaker character. So he just came across as cookie-cutter babyface. And then that the rest comes out. I don't think that's cookie-cutter, though. Because a lot of people, when, when they use that to explain themselves after doing some nasty shit, it doesn't paint them as a good guy. It just paints them as someone who's justified. Pero ang lumalabas is the people have vindicated Undertaker because they just cheered for him. Maybe it was because they were in Texas. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I don't like how it ended that way. And then Brock Lesnar comes out but with Paul Heyman. And then Brock Lesnar is being challenged to fight, to get in the ring, throw down. Lesner, uh, Heyman tells Lesnar, wag muna. Not now. Heelish things to do. Which, uh, in, my, in my opinion, erases everything they've done to build up Lesnar and Taker in these shades of gray since Battleground. Yeah. Well, there is shades of gray, but again, once again, when I talked about shades of gray, you can't always write shades of gray that will hit home with the audience. Eh? Yeah. A, you know what? Humanity is con- complex and confusing and inconsistent. Right. So when you eventually, inevitably touch on inconsistency, it's not always going to resonate the way you'd want it to. That's that's the only thing, really. I just wish that they were that they committed to it. Uh, you know, well, you know. know. but but yeah, uh, I guess common sense is too much to expect out of too uncommon our storytellers. And that brings us to the end of Helen Cell predictions. Yeah, what a bummer! Like oh, we're both yeah, just down. Christ. I'm glad, you know... Um, this has been the worst build-up... To a pay-per-view. I think it's even worse than WrestleMania. Yeah. Because at, at least, WrestleMania, yeah. we were kind of excited. At least, nung go home na. Yeah. See, for all of WrestleMania's faults when it came to the build-up... They delivered at the show. Not just that. They were, in a way... Hindi sila, ano eh. Wala silang harang eh. Alam mo yan. There were no obstacles 
in their way. And it just seems like for for this pay-per-view, for Hell in a Cell, there were so many things going on that uh, ended up sapping the heat. And it's sad to say they had five weeks to build it up, yeah. which is enough time to go from one month, uh, one monthly p- uh, PPV to another. And they blew it. No, and not just that they blew it, just things happened. It, it was like, it's like such an unlucky month for them. Yeah. Now, before we get on out of here, we got to thank our boy Vintendo once again. And you better watch out for him at the next PWR show. He might just uh, come out from World 1-2. And who knows? He might level up to 1-3 very, very soon. Now, we got to thank as well all of the boys and girls from PWR for always busting their tails. And we're, we're so excited to bring you PWR Live come November 21. It will still be at Makati Cinema Square. Uh, we can't wait to tell you how we can get your tickets where you can get your tickets, and what matches we'll be having in about a month's time. And be, uh, be rest assured that when updates are available, you'll hear them first here on the SGP Podcast. Thank you as well to our friends on Mellow 94.7 for always having us. And before we get out of here, we got to give you our picks of the week. My pick of the week from, uh, for this week comes from SmackDown. Last Friday, tag team match between Cesaro and Neville against Sheamus and Barrett. It was the extended version of what they had on Raw, which I felt was rushed and pretty good. But you know, it, it was the reason why um, that was my pick of the week last week. They were able to do so much with as little time that they were given. So when they went to SmackDown and had a longer match, they were able to flesh things out, tell a better story. And that's when, when they really set in signature that I talked about earlier where... Um, you know, either Sheamus hits the bro kick from the outside or Barrett hits the bull hammer from the outside and then whoever is legal inside picks up the pinfall. And I think it's brilliant. Like, that really will get heat for the kings of the ring. So I want to see these two teams contending for the tag team championships moving forward. I hope that this happens sooner rather than later. All right. My pick of the week is last week's episode of Superstar. They had a pretty fun main event. Stardust versus Fandango. It was actually the second time they had faced off on the B shows or on the C and D shows if SmackDown was the B show. And it was pretty much amazing. I had been catching up on Superstars and Main Event again after a long time of not really watching because these are the shows that after SmackDown and NXT, creative team. Just go out there, have a good 10 minute match, and tear it up. Yeah, and I think it's uh, not considered canon eh, in a way. It is considered canon in a way, but uh, especially main event. Main event is super canon, by the way. And it's also where I found out that the Cosmic Wasteland still exists. Oh, <laughs> yeah, does it? it does. Wonderful. Can you believe that? And anyway, yeah, um, uh, you uh, for any wrestling purist, you got to at least try to check out these shows for good action. It's like... I would have to say the NJPW of the WWE. It's a tall, it's a, it's a huge statement to make, but it really is because there is so much action going on that you normally would not see on Raw. Maybe you would see it on SmackDown. Maybe you, you would see it on NXT. But a lot of these undercard guys are given a lot of time, and they are more than you know. Because a lot of these guys would just end up jobbing on Raw or SmackDown. I remember he to told me guys. once that no, there was a superstars match between Zack Ryder and Heath Slater. Yeah, five six minutes. Yeah, but yeah. it was a good five six oh, yeah, minute match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were both good because a lot of these undercard guys in WWE are masters or are mastering the WWE style, which in a way isn't boring. 
you know? Because the WWE style is a really solid foundation of pro wrestling skill. Because uh, once you mastered uh, the WWE style, you're free to add whatever other style you want to do. Yeah. And this is what... Because uh, it dabbles in so many, other, so many other styles. You can be technical. You can be a brawler. You can be a striker. You can be a high, high flyer. flyer. Um, it's just really a lot of... All around, it's it's a really all around style, eh? and when you have mastered this basic style, you can put on a really really fluid match that tells a fun story, and this is what Stardust and Fandango did on Superstars last week, and it was really a clinic, you know, and I would advise anyone who wants to watch rest, uh, wants to watch good wrestling. Would like to know how to work the basic style in a really good way, or anyone who just wants to see some nice action, just watch this match and then keep your eyes or stay tuned to Superstars and Main Event because they bring it. Uh, it's actually pretty sad because, uh, in those what, um, I guess 15 minutes total. Per show, I say a lot of it is recaps of yeah. Raw and SmackDown. They put out a much better product than Raw and SmackDown with five hours. Yeah, five hours between the two of them. All right, right? all right. Uh, that brings us to the end of episode eighty-four of the SGP podcast. Uh, again, um, we'll catch you next time. Please keep hitting subscribe, keep hitting download. Mm. Let us know what you think of the podcast, of the interviews, of everything that goes on by letting us know on on Twitter. It's at underscore Stan C, at Roe is War, at Caveman Camus for the guy who puts this all together. Hey. And for the team, it's at the SGP Podcast. On behalf of Rowdy Raf Camus and Ravishing Roe Moran, Stunning Stan C, signing out. Namaste. Peace.